Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not an empire. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Welcome back. We're, of course, talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about Joe Biden. We're talking about crimes. And some are bigger than others, aren't they? Uh, we went through, I should say, I went through at the beginning of the last hour, if you missed it, the timeline by which this process for indicting President Trump happened concurrent to how the uh, the Biden bribery scheme has been playing out at the DOJ and the FBI. If you want to rewind on the Odyssey app and catch that timeline, I think that's an, that's really the important context of this that's being overlooked. Because both things are very intertwined because they're coming from the same agencies that are working together to make these things happen or not happen. Rewind on the Odyssey app or get the podcast and listen to the first hour. In this segment, however, I want to talk about the actual charges. Some of those counts must be pretty deep legalese because the ones they keep talking about are three. They are willfully retaining national defense secrets in violation of the Espionage Act, basically committing espionage, a conspiracy to obstruct justice, and making false statements. Now, I pulled a clip because I can't get Greg Jarrett on the weekends because he I think he works weekdays. Um, Greg Jarrett is Fox News' legal analyst, very, very smart guy. And he joined the Annie Fry show, of which I am a part, on the weekdays on Friday to talk about this whole thing. The whole clip itself is about a minute long, and I want to play the whole thing because he just sums up the reason why this is so ridiculous in a way that I can't do because I'm not a legal analyst, and he is. Well, it's certainly unprecedented to indict a former president. Um, but Merrick Garland is ignoring 
the established precedent within his own Department of Justice. He is criminalizing a civil dispute over documents that's governed exclusively by a civil statute, the Presidential Records Act, uh, which means that anything created during a presidency, whether it's classified or not, can be maintained by a former president. And in fact, that has for a decade been the official standard and opinion of the Department of Justice, dating back to a similar case involving Bill Clinton, who kept classified records. And, and frankly, it was a standard that was endorsed by a federal judge in a Washington, D.C. district court. And, you know, the judge uh, said not only does the National Archives have no authority to determine presidential records, but the judge went on to say that seizing records by the Department of Justice is unfounded and contrary to the Presidential Record Act's express terms and contrary to the traditional principles of law. So, you know, Merrick Garland decided, well, forget about all of that. Um, It's Donald Trump, so we're going to criminalize it. And that is selective prosecution and unequal application of the law. The best uh, analogy that I can come up with is say you're driving to work one day. You're not really doing anything that nobody else is doing, uh, but you may have violated some traffic law at some point on your drive. And for whatever reason, the police officer decides, I don't like that guy. I don't like you. So I'm going to follow you all the way to work. And the minute you do something, yes, all these other cars are doing it too, But if you do it, I'm going to prosecute you because I don't like you. That's basically what's going on here. I mean, Greg Jarrett says there's not even really a legal basis for this. But using the Espionage Act would be like, well, the speed limit is 65 and you went 67. So you broke the law and we are going to put the full force of Missouri law behind prosecuting you for speeding. That's what's going on here, and everybody knows, everybody knows, regardless of the side of the aisle that you're on, that it's political. There's no doubt about it. It's going to help Donald Trump as far as the primary goes, but these things, we tend to overblow what they do politically, I think, a little bit, because they're, they're something you get really mad about in the moment. And then a few weeks to months go by and you're not dealing with it anymore. The question that will remain is when is this trial going to be? And will he be found guilty? Because it is in Florida. He moved to Florida for a reason. And that's one of them. Um, The the trial will be in Florida, as far as I understand, in Miami-Dade, somewhere around there. They chose the bluest area they could find, even though it has even moved rightward. And when is that trial, and how much is it in the news for the next year over this primary and election? That's the political ramifications. we got a lot more to talk about with this, so don't worry. We'll come back to it. We are going to break for a minute and talk to Reverend Hardin about his pro-life ministry being firebombed at this time last year. What has happened since? That's next on Wiggins America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. I am glad to be reconnected with Reverend Jim Harden. He's the Compass Care CEO. Now, a little bit of background here. Last year at this time, in fact, this week is the one-year anniversary, that Compass Care's um, Buffalo, New York, pro-life medical office was attacked, and basically a terrorist organ- uh, attack, firebombed. And then after that, you'd think that, you know, if a terrorist attack were to happen, a politically motivated terrorist attack were to happen, you'd have lots of investigation and maybe some prosecutions. We're not even talking about lack of prosecutions in this case. We're talking about lack of even attempting an investigation, at least at the time. That's why I wanted to reconnect with Jim Harden, who's on the phone, and see what has happened in the year since. Jim, how you doing? Great, Ryan. Thanks for having me back. Sure. So uh, that was the story at the time. In the year that has, you know, proceeded since, have you seen a turnaround? Has law enforcement stepped into this? No. Uh, it's been, you know, disconcerting. We had to hire private investigators to get to the bottom of what's going on. But, uh, you know, interesting progression of events has occurred. Um, mainly the law enforcement is attempting to federal law enforcement in particular is attempting to kind of buttress their reputation as opposed to actually finding the perpetrators of these crimes. Since the illegal leak of the Dobbs case back um, in May, a year ago, um, there's been a crime wave against pro-life people by um, pro-abortion extremists, domestic terrorists. Jane's revenge group is a front group, which we've now found out is a front group for Antifa. So in uh, that that was in in in, in May uh, when, the, when when all this started uh, with the leak of the Dobbs case. So we we were attacked in June. The first firebombing happened in Madison, Wisconsin, on May eighth, Mother's Day. Interestingly enough, last year, they issued an ultimatum. Jane's Revenge issued an ultimatum saying, "Pro-life pregnancy centers, if you don't shut down, this is going to happen to you." So on day thirty, our pro-life medical office in Buffalo was firebombed half a million dollars damaged two firefighters were injured putting out the blaze and this group took responsibility for that firebombing in another communique saying um next time if you don't shut down it's not going to be so easy to clean up as fire and graffiti which is a murder threat we got multiple death threats there have been over 300 attacks on pro-life entities since then um and uh what new york governor hochel came out six days after we were attacked and signed a bill not to investigate the arsonists, but to investigate pregnancy centers, the ones being attacked. I said this was the beginning of the pro-abortion Kristallnacht, and so it has turned out to be. Kristallnacht, of course, was the kind of uh, watershed moment when violence tipped into the Jewish population in 1938 Germany. Mm. Um, and the, the reason why 
it, it, it became a, a problem is because of a, a refusal on the part of the political elite to denounce the violence and a lack of public outcry. That's exactly to this day. Mainstream media refuses to cover these domestic terror attacks. Well, that's that's why I wanted to catch up with you, because I think we've talked probably two or three times since then. But this being the one year anniversary, I'm like, well, we need to catch up and just see what's been going on since then, because what you're saying and even that I'm reading here is hundreds of attacks nationwide followed the Dobbs leak about Roe versus Wade, basically a bunch of terrorist organizations, Antifa kind of collecting all of them together, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, decided, well, this is our justification. Now that Roe versus Wade looks like it will be and eventually was overturned, we are now justified to do literally anything we want. And for the most part, it's not being covered or investigated. Yeah, the, the federal law enforcement is turning a blind eye. So last um, you know, August, September, we, we filed a lawsuit against the Amherst Police Department, which is the first ring suburb of Buffalo that, that our office is in. To, to get our, our you know, video surveillance back because they refused to let us even see it. The FBI not only abdicated their duty to investigate, but they, at that time, went on the attack, started attacking pro-life people, putting their wife and children under the gun in these, you know, way out of protocol, uh, violent SWAT raids at, the, at pro-life people, peaceful pro-life people's homes. Then, you know, in, in January, of course, we all heard about that. You, you know, you did yeah. uh, and, and probably covered it. But in, in January... Um, we started, see, you know, we, we, we created our own, our own private investigation, which put some uh, the FBI and the DOJ kind of on, on their heels uh, because they're refusing to to pursue these Antifa terrorists, any violence uh, that's been perpetrated against pro-life people. And we found out in February that Joe Biden himself ordered the DOJ back in July uh, to begin the, the, the reproductive health task force to investigate pregnancy centers. We had whistleblowers coming out of the FBI in March saying, you know, this, we don't understand it. Why They issued a threat tag. The FBI issued a threat tag to look for pro-life adherents, people who adhere to pro-life beliefs, and then to look into pregnancy centers. Meanwhile, Garland, Merrick Garland, Attorney General, and Christopher Wray, Director of the FBI, insisted in front of the House and Senate Judiciary Committees that they're being even-handed, when in fact, they're not. If you look at anybody, there's been two or three attacks of, of criminals attacking, you know, abortion clinics. Within three or four days, they catch the criminals uh, with with these, you know, joint law enforcement task forces. Uh, you know, it, it's just there is clearly a problem with respect to the politicization of federal law enforcement being used as kind of like a Biden administration's Maoist red guard to attack people who simply disagree with the Biden administration's position on abortion. It's, it's incredible. It's a, it's a spiritual war. As much as anything, you would know that. Mm -hmm. Reverend Jim Harden on the phone with us, uh, Compass Care CEO and pro-life strategist. Uh, his his pro-life medical office in New York was firebombed one year ago this week, and so we're just catching up. Uh, one of the things you said there about whistleblowers coming out, it's its incredible, as we do this show every weekend and I, on, on the Annie Fry show during the week, um, we talk to... We talk to people and we cover whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork, but it's not just with this issue. It is with all issues. I mean, we're talking about a federal government right now that has so many people within it that are coming out and saying as much as they can publicly, look, there are problems within my organization. You have listed here the DOJ, the Department yep. of Justice, the FBI, and the Department of Homeland Security all seemingly joining with the Biden administration to 
not just, again, not just uh, not prosecute crime, but and not just even not investigate the crime, but investigate you. <laughs> you know, they're taking yeah. it. You said they took your own surveillance footage and they won't give it back to you. Yep, that's right. They did. And we, we did finally win that, uh, uh, that, that lawsuit and got our video surveillance back so that our private investigators could look at it. But you're right. The Department of Homeland Security uh, is, gave out $40 million in private grants for institutions to, uh, to basically, you know, vilify and, uh, and champion the institutionalization of bigotry against Christians. Uh, looking at, they even profiled pro-life moms as potential domestic terror threats. This is the Department of a Homeland Security. Uh, I mean, this is just, this just came out in, uh, in May. And then, of course, you, the, 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 the DOJ is deprioritizing uh, investigations into crime against pro-life organizations. And the question is, why? Why? I, I, and I, I believe it's because you've got Antifa sympathizers that have infiltrated into the upper echelons of not just government, but federal law enforcement. And I don't say that just because I, I think it. You look at, say, the person in charge of uh, who's who's what what department is in charge of the, at the DOJ for investigating these violent crimes against pregnancy centers? Well, it's the Department of Civil Rights. And uh, who's who's who, who's in charge of that? Well, it's Kristen Clark. Kristen Clark is a known uh, BLM Antifa supporter. She's a known uh, supporter of defunding local police. And she is known for being vehemently opposed, even on her own personal Twitter account, uh, against, against pro-life pregnancy centers like, like the ones being attacked, like ours. So we've got major conflicts of interest. And then you've got Merrick Garland running cover for her. Major conflicts of interest in the DOJ. And, of course, the DOJ is responsible for the FBI and the Biden administration is responsible for it all. Uh, so, so, you know, these whistleblowers are doing the right thing. They are oath-bound, duty-bound uh, to, to protect uh, the Constitution against all uh, per, you know, criminals, foreign domestic, yeah. foreign and domestic. And we've got domestic terrorists right now attacking peaceful pro-life people. And it looks like we've got collusion in the upper echelons of government uh, that, that they're not even hiding anymore. Collusion to deprive pro-life people of equal protection under the law, as well as their First Amendment rights of religious liberty and freedom of speech. This, look, I, the, the next thing that has to happen here is we need a, 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 you know, an election is not going to solve this problem. Somehow or other, we need um, the Congress, Senate, and, and, and the House to, to engage their, their oath-bound duty and, and, and freeze the funding until a thorough investigation can happen into the DHS, the FBI, the DOJ, and, and, and root out uh, these, this corruption. Uh, it needs to stop. We also, I think, I quite, fr quite frankly, given my experience this last year, I think we need to take a serious look at whether, and uh, whether or not we need the the amount of federal law enforcement this country actually has. We have two hundred thousand federal law enforcement officers, bigger than the entire force of Marines. Okay, wow. why do we need that many? They're turning their efforts against our own citizens. Yeah, yeah, they they have turned those agencies. Um, especially, I mean, the FBI, CIA, DHS, as you mentioned, but the DOJ, depending on the administration, uh, and probably even during good administrations, is still working against the American people actively. And in this case, uh, it sounds like supporting domestic terror. I mean, this is what the fall of an empire looks like. This is uh, corruption from within that's that's very, very deeply rooted. I don't believe necessarily that it can't be fixed. I, th I think prayerfully you and I would agree that uh, there still is hope, but man, there needs to be a lot done, right? 
yeah, it's a Herculean task, and it's not going to be done by a president coming in and firing uh, Christopher A. or Merrick Garland. Right. It's it, it's got the, the termites of, of corruption have 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 gone from the seventh floor of the FBI building all the way down to the rank and file. Now, I'm not saying everybody's bad. I'm just saying that uh, you know we we've got to take a good hard look at who we are as a country now. And, and ask ourselves whether or not we want to return to a, a true rule of law or whether or not we're going to continue down this this road of, of a Maoist kind of uh, communist regime. Yeah, and a, a pro-life organization within the midst of that, like Compass Care, is getting it from all sides. How do people go uh, support you if they'd like to after hearing you talk today? Yeah, uh, anybody that is interested in supporting Compass Care and our efforts to save lives and women from abortion, uh, go to compasscarecommunity.com. That's compasscarecommunity.com. Well, Jim, always appreciate your time and really appreciate what you're out there doing because uh, you could have easily just kind of stopped and said, you know what, this is getting pretty hard, and you've done the exact opposite in the last year, especially, but I'm sure before that, but this last year has been really something. So thanks for what you're doing and keep us updated. My pleasure. God bless. All right. Take care. This is Wiggins America. We will be right back. Again, continuing the conversation with Old Roy about non-conspiracy, conspiracy theory stuff. Um, just just deep stuff that apparently is true. Wanted to bring this one up to you. Uh, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi could face jail time for fabricating January 6th evidence that was used by prosecutors to fa- to jail Trump supporters. Now, I don't know if you've heard that people are saying that she it, it is becoming very clear that she fabricated evidence on January 6th or her team or whoever. But this is the first report I've seen. This may just be somebody speculating that because she fabricated and altered evidence that was then used to prosecute people on January 6th, she could now be facing jail time. Your response? Will anything happen, Roy? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you here. Nobody is going to go after her. I would love to see it. But it's, again, it's more of the same. I think those of us who were paying attention know that almost all of what publicly is said about January 6th was fabricated. So these little things come out and it's like, yeah, we were right. But, you know, it's just too little too late. I don't know. I don't know what you could do. You can't, you can't just throw half of the yeah. federal government into prison because they all participated in the farce. Yeah, I know. I, but that's what needs to happen, Roy. I know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Speaking of which, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. I'm putting myself on the spot because I don't know the answer to this question. And so I'll, I'll lay it out. And you, you still let you think about it while I read this next one, too. But. What is happening right now that we're going, hey, um, this is what's really happening, but the narrative is against it, or, or you know, that we're pointing out that, hey, you need to be mindful of this, and everybody's saying, oh, don't worry about it, whatever, and the narrative is not on that side. Think about that for a second while okay. I read this one. <clears throat> okay, this is another one. I, I just put it out like a, a tweet a tweet page because there are so <laughs> many of them all like in one list. I'm like, I'm just t- tweeting out a or printing out a uh, screenshot. <clears throat> Mel Gibson is allegedly making a four-part docu-series on the $34 billion global child sex trafficking market involving countries like Ukraine. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if you've 
seen any of the Ukraine news lately, there's been all kinds of weird things coming out of you. Have you seen this? I've seen things just popping up, and it's like it it makes sense because the, I you you knew like everything else that this weird obsession with Ukraine that came out of nowhere. There had to be something underneath it. This sounds like it's it. your answer to my question, too. Yeah, okay. Isn't it? Because yeah. you, everybody is support Ukraine, support Ukraine. I don't necessarily not support Ukraine from being taken over by a hostile foreign power. Let, let's draw the line there. Yeah. But um, there is way more depth to this story than little Kuwait is being taken over by yeah. Iraq or what, you know, like right. that, that. That's way the way this is painted when, in fact, um, have you seen the pictures in the last few days of Ukrainian soldiers' helmets with Nazi Swastikas swastikas on yeah. them? Like, what the heck is that? They were talking about that at the beginning of all this. I remember we had on this show, we talked about, you know, the, the Russia stuff and Russia's evil and we got to stop them. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't buy it at the time. I even said here that I'm not defending Putin. But something is not right. It's- yeah, but I don't think he's on like a, a noble crusade either, though. It's not as if it's like, well, Putin's the hero here, right, or Russia right. is, you know? No, yeah, it's it's not like there's a good guy, bad guy, but the, but it just seemed really irrational that just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we're all champions for Ukraine, and well, most people don't know anything about Ukraine. Yes. And the more stuff that comes out about the stuff that goes on there with the labs, the secret labs... The, the weird Nazi connection to parts of Ukraine, the the, the trafficking, the they're now I don't know if you saw the thing there there there's now evidence out there that Ukraine was behind the Nord Stream bombing. Yep, that's another one. <clears throat> so well, and that's like not even deep stuff. That's now becoming just everybody kind of accepts that it's true. And then you've got all of the the money stuff with the Bidens. It, it's like there was there was a. They're like the Ray Epps of of global yeah. politics. Well, I think that's that's a good comparison because, I, and I you said like, well, there's no good guy, bad guy here. I still don't think that that's true. I think you have bigger bad guy and then not so clean. They want to pretend to be good guy um, because I still think Russia is really ridiculous for invading this country. And I think that a lot of the stuff that you see in right wing news, I'm going to criticize right wing here. Um, that's saying like, oh, Putin knew. Putin knew that he was invading because they were laundering money and they were doing all these things. No, Putin is seeing what America and the West is saying and then saying, yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the, it's because of the labs. <laughs> like, no, he didn't have any noble intentions at all going into this thing. I, I'm just trying to draw that line because I don't want it to make it sound like I'm 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 pro Russia. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I I also think that because you have to walk that line so carefully, people aren't willing to criticize Ukraine, and we've got to look at Ukraine, especially now. And this is the big one that I wanted to bring up in this segment. Joe Biden, it is now proven by Congress and the House, especially, that he has been laundering money through Ukraine for years. That's not even a disputed fact anymore. They've got the bank records. They've got records from family members. They have no businesses. So if Trump were doing this, which he wasn't, but let's say Trump was same situation, you could make a case that, well, Trump has businesses. So 
of course he's doing business internationally. I mean, he literally was doing business internationally. Now, it might look fishy, but you could say, but he had businesses. Now, Trump is not involved in this, so I don't want to make that comparison, but I'm just trying to say Biden literally does not have any businesses. He has never owned businesses. The only career he has ever had is government. So the only money that could be laundered through to the Biden family, which includes a lot of his extended family, is because of government influence. That's it. Yeah. So there is no question. A lot of people would like to bring up, well, maybe this and that. With them, no. There is no question that that money was being laundered by who knows who. And in a lot of cases, it looks like it might have been China, but it might have been other countries too. But it was all moving through Ukraine, and we and we know this stuff. That's why his son was on a board of a major energy company in Ukraine and had no business being there, and everybody knew it, that he's been taking money from foreign governments for years as vice president, and now he's the freaking president of the United States. But it's, it's bigger than that, because if it was just Biden <clears throat> using his... his position as influence to extort money there wouldn't have been this global movement to start a war or facilitate a war or back ukraine unless other people had, didn't have stuff to hide too oh, i agree with you and we're still doing it we're still laundering all of the billions and billions of dollars that we're sending to ukraine right now yes is all part of the laundering scheme yeah, it, it might be. I mean, we don't. We, there's no way to know. And that's. But I think the reason I'm bringing up Biden is because this dude is the executive commander in chief who has the ability to. I, I would say, constitutionally, doesn't have the ability to. But for all intents and purposes, he's declared war, um, a proxy war anyway. We don't have American soldiers necessarily in there. But you're right. Th- this is an international incident that happened. For two reasons. One, Russia saw Biden as very, very weak and thought, well, we can walk all over this guy. We couldn't the last guy. Otherwise, they would have. They didn't. They did it now. They also underestimated, I think, I think Russia underestimated how deeply he and the global Western elites are tied into that scheme in Ukraine and how much they would fight back to protect that thing which is really what they're doing. They don't care about the citizens of Ukraine. Otherwise, uh, Obama and his people would have protected Crimea more right. in 2014, and they didn't right. do any of that. <clears throat> so this is the same region, same factor, same uh, countries, basically, and they didn't do anything then. But now, because it's Ukraine, ooh, now we're throwing everything we got at this. Yeah, and I, again, I, I, you got to tiptoe around this stuff, which annoys the heck out of me. Um, you know, it's not about choosing sides and, and, and justifying everything Putin's ever done, but if it's just, it's just a, an exercise in logic and reason to say, whether we agree with the guy or not, whether we like his politics, whether there's shady stuff, there's shady stuff goes on here, Yeah, you know? So it's look at the perspective of the NATO thing was a big deal. He had been promised. We're not going to put NATO on your border but then biden and the people around him decided we're going to push the nato thing because we want to poke the bear and at the same time these nazi guys that you're talking about in ukraine were exterminating russian 
speaking and basically people who considered themselves Russian in parts of Ukraine, they were they were just wiping them out. And so if you think you're a leader of a foreign country, let's take communism and Russia and Putin out of it. You're a leader of a foreign country and people who you don't necessarily get along with want to push up on your border and the government of your arch global arch rival, the United States, is putting secret labs and secret things that are not secret into the, your border country and psycho Nazis within that country are attacking people loyal to Russia. It doesn't make sense that that you wouldn't respond. Now, I'm not saying that's what this is all about, but that was going on. That's not. That's not yeah. conspiracy. Well, the only reason I would say that that doesn't that doesn't show up for me as the cause, which I'm not saying you're saying either. Right. You're just saying these things do exist and right. they they could have factored in, is because if they were the cause, uh, he would have said so at the at the at the beginning, and he just didn't. Um, he basically thumped his chest and was like. I mean, I don't know that he said, quote, we're bringing up the USSR again, right. but it was kind of this nationalist, like, well, that belongs to us. And I think that if he had said those things from the onset, look, here's all the reasons we're invading, um, there might be more to it because all that has been since, all that's been after the fact. You know, well, he, he said the, it later. He, uh, we're going down a rabbit hole here, yeah. but even, even the invasion... At the time, there were videos coming out showing that that wasn't even really happening. I mean, there's not to say there hasn't been military action. There obviously has been. But the stories about him blowing up hospitals of babies and and invading and doing all those turned out to be not some, true. Yeah, some of it was false. That's why I went right to the closest source I could find at the mm -hmm. beginning anyway I that, yeah. and interviewed my buddy who had lived in Ukraine up until just recently, actually. And he had talked to a lot of his friends in the ukrainian church about what they were going through and he he confirmed like yeah this is happening and he confirmed the rough areas where it was happening all right we'll break there uh this this is good stuff so roy always appreciate you being here uh this is wiggins america we do have one more segment left so stick around to the city one short comment about the trump indictment before we get to the end of the show here you know, the three main charges, there's 38 different counts, but there's three main charges that they all seem to stem from. One being willfully retaining national defense secrets in violation of the Espionage Act. Two being conspiracy to obstruct justice. And three being <clears throat> making false statements. Uh, most of those are traps within once the FBI starts investigating you. They did this to Michael Flynn, where they start investigating you, and then they charge you against something that they did within the investigation you know what i'm saying where they'll ask you a question if you don't answer the way that they want you to answer they'll say oh well you didn't do this right you broke a procedure therefore you're now guilty so they, they've got all these traps that they can do this seems like a lot of that like for, like making false statements well he would have never made false statements to the fbi if the fbi hadn't started or doj uh interviewing him he would have never had conspiracy to obstruct justice if there was no uh investigation to begin with and that's what everybody is saying is that there there really is nothing here to investigate these are things presidents do they take documents with them 
And it's really the same point I've been making for, what, six, seven months. And people got mad at me for this. Hey, look, I'll take it. But I just disagree that when I said that President Trump, Joe Biden, even when he was vice president, Pence, Obama, George W. Bush, Clinton, whoever, not Hillary Clinton, because she was never president or vice president. She was secretary of state. But if you're a a president or a vice president, you're elected to those positions because supposedly people trust you enough to give you access to all of our nation's secrets. If you have those documents, whether they're from your administration or previous administrations, that should be fine. And in fact, it always was fine. Up until now, everything has changed. I want to play a clip for you from Mike Davis talking about what really is going on here. I outlined this at the beginning of the show, went through the timeline of why this is happening now, but I think it bears repeating because, of course, it's the reason that we're experiencing this now, if you're paying attention. I, I just wonder, is this even breaking through? It does seem like one that is. And it's really intended to just make people go, man, I'm just so tired of this. That's that's the point, is to make people go, I'm just so tired of this. Oh, wait, there might be another point, too. Here is Mike Davis, if you're wondering who he is. He was on the Andy Fry Show on Friday as well. I thought he pulled, he, he said a very succinct clip that I pulled. Uh, he is the founder and president of the Article 3 Project, founder and president of the Internet Accountability Project, former chief counsel for nominations for the U.S. Senate Committee on the Judiciary, and former law clerk for Justice Gorsuch. He knows his stuff. Here's what he had to say about this whole thing involving Trump and actually Joe Biden. I was saying the timing is because Biden got caught taking $10 million five to Joe, five to Hunter, and a foreign bribe and changed American policy. That's why we're hearing about this indictment today, because we found out about this Biden corruption yesterday. Yeah, and We you said have that- been, and when I say we, I would say Republicans in Congress anyway, have been forcing, pressing the FBI to release this whistleblower document regarding the Bidens and the bribery scheme that they were getting through Burisma, through Ukraine, from foreign governments. It's a money laundering scheme. They've been doing it for years. Everybody knew that Hunter Biden was involved, but now they actually have receipts showing that Joe Biden is is involved. They have bank statements. It's not just this whistleblower. They actually have his bank statements, and they can show that while he was vice president and while he was running for president, Uh, There was a lot of money being funneled to the Biden family and now specifically to Joe Biden. The good news is, in the midst of Trump mania and Mar-a-Lago gate and document gate and whatever that is, because I have a feeling that this doesn't impact you. (laughs) I mean, it just doesn't. But if your president is selling out your secrets to foreign governments, which nobody's even claiming Trump did, they're just saying he has them, which he has a right to. Isn't it a bigger concern if there literally is a paper trail of money leading to your president from foreign governments that they were paying for access and paying for who knows what? You know, if this is China and you see Joe Biden make a decision about uh, not to invade or not to protect Taiwan, for instance, or uh, to pass certain laws that would not necessarily hurt us, but benefit China. I mean, it, it could be anything that's selling out. Your government's selling out your people. Again, the good news here before I wrap is that Republicans are 
going to focus on this. Nancy Mace is one of them in the House right now on the House Oversight Committee, among many others, who are out there yelling this from the rooftops. Now, it's being drowned out, and it will be for the next few days. Don't get me wrong. The Trump thing is intended, according to Mike Davis right there, and you. I mean, (laughs) you don't need an expert to tell you that. (laughs) That's what's happening. Uh, They knew that this thing was coming down, and so they said, okay, gas pedal hard now on the grand jury and indict Trump. we got to get this out ahead of the Joe Biden stuff, and they did you got to tip their hat to them. That, that was a political move, and they did it. It's, it's disgusting, but it worked, at least for the time being. There will be more <clears throat> about this bribery scheme. What will come of it, I don't know. I just know that there will be more, and I take a little bit of solace in that. All right, that's it for today. We have talked about this quite a bit. If you want to get the whole show, get the podcast, type in Wiggins America, or rewind on the Odyssey app. See you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.